This podcast is brought to you by Onnit. Go to Onnit.com and look at the great selection of supplements. If you find something you like, press in code Joey and get 10% off delivered right to your house. What's happened, you bad motherfuckers? It's Wednesday, the 26th of January. The joint is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Like I said, 2022 is going to be a big year for you and for a lot of businesses. But some industries are projected to grow even more this year, like pet services. Everyone adopted a new pet last year. Now somebody needs to train Fido. If you own a business in one of these industries, you probably need to hire ASAP. There's only one place to go, and that place is ZipRecruiter.com. Put a slash in and Joey. And right now, you can try it for free. That's right. It's Wednesday, and you're getting something on the arm for free, Jack. You can easily review recommended candidates and invite them to, to your top choices to apply for your job. ZipRecruiter's technology is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a candidate within the first day. That's how good they are. But listen, talk is cheap. Now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Joey. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Joey. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The joint is also brought to you by CBD Lion, providing quality CBD from the gummies to the tincture to the capsules. CBD Lion has your back. Go to CBDLion.com right now. Read the third-party lab results and how it can work for you. If you find something, check out and at the box press in Joey, joint, or church and get 20% off delivered right to your house. That's C-B-D-Lion. The joint is also brought to you by, oh my God, DraftKings right here from fucking Jersey. There's four teams remaining in the NFL this weekend. That's it. And you can bet them at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. You're counting down on Super Bowl 56, Lawrence Taylor's old number. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds this weekend on any team. Just bet $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's a score right there. Now, if you're not a new customer, listen to me. DraftKings and Uncle Joey got your back. You can experience the conference championships with the same game parlays. Fucking tremendous. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. How do you like that from your Uncle Joey on a Wednesday morning? This weekend, you got San Francisco at the Rams, I think. And you also got Kansas City playing Cincinnati. This is fucking fun-filled. If you watched the game last weekend, they're not fucking around. Now, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can get your deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So let's get this party started tonight. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code Joey and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team this weekend. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets when your team wins. That's promo code Joey, J-O-E-Y, and get 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. You got to be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, New York, PA, Colorado. New customers apply. Minimum $5 deposit and a dollar wager required. Who's better than you? Nobody. One per customer. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you got a gambling problem, take care of it. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. But if not, this weekend is your motherfucking oyster. Let's make it happen. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code Joey. Let's get this motherfucking party started, Jack.
What's happening, you bad, ego-looking motherfuckers? It's Wednesday, January 26th. A beautiful motherfucking day here on the plantation. We're trying to make it happen. People want to bother me when I'm starting this beautiful fucking episode of The Joint. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling better. I just smoked a little before the podcast to loosen up a little bit, get the Espiritos Malos out of here. I didn't know if I told you yet. We're back Monday, but I'm also back mentally on the fucking, if you ain't high by 2 o'clock, go fuck your mother. It's back in full fucking swing. I've been doing it for 30 days now, so that puts me back in the club and back as the CEO. If you don't, if you're not high by 2 o'clock, I don't know what to do with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Me, I'm happy again because I get to smoke a little toots roots and walk on the fucking treadmill. Speaking of the treadmill, I was on that motherfucker this morning doing my little joint. Listen to Power Rage again. I've been going through every day. I put in a different album. Like yesterday was fucking Pyromania. The day before Saturday was High and Dry. Fucking Friday. No, Friday I didn't walk. Yes, I did. I walked at night. I put a little Black Sabbath greatest hits. I'm always mixing it fucking up on the treadmill. But listen, like I told you motherfuckers, the treadmill got a lot easier when I do three fucking bong hits. I don't even put Visine in my eyes. I go out there raw dogging it. You know what I'm saying? It's in the old, it's early in the morning. I ain't going to bump into no parents. I ain't going to bump into nobody. I'm going to bump into the fucking relics at the gym. And they know I like to fucking smoke some reefer from time to time. But besides that, it's been a great motherfucking week so far. Before the podcast started, my shoulder popped out. So if I make funny faces like I got to take a shit, it's got nothing to do with that. <laughs> my fucking shoulder popped out. Me and Mike were outside hitting the, the fucking blunt of death. He had one of his fucking cocoa blunts. And I had a regular blunt from the dudes. And I, we took a couple of hits. Nice. Nice. It's going to snow. It, it was supposed to snow yesterday. It came down for a fucking maybe eight fucking minutes. I was excited, too. I'm like, fuck it. Some snow. People are going to be off the streets. My daughter's at school. That means when she gets home at fucking four or three, we got to have a little snowball fight. Kaputs. It turned to fucking water. I don't know about this climate shit. All I know is that when I was growing up in Jersey, you didn't see the sidewalk from fucking December till like March. And then you started seeing like yellow snow. The first snow that the dogs pissed on. You see those little frozen shits. And then you see like 22 inches of snow on top of that. That's the fucking Jersey I grew up in. People calling me every day, Joey, how cold is it? I mean, it's 37. It was 15 last week. That was cold. But besides that, guys, I grew up in this fucking state when January was zero. Zero. Like I've been thinking, oh my God. I was thinking about my fucking past January's here. Like I, like I did three things that I still remember the cold fucking weather. Like I could still remember pretty much what I wore to combat the weather. Like the coldest night I think I ever encountered as a young kid. I had a lot of cold nights. But in January, like I remember when I had to cut through a cemetery one night and it was freezing. I had to pee. And my pee froze in my pants because I took a shit and I peed, but I didn't pull my pants all the way down and the pee froze in my pants. And then I remember another night when we were up, up at Hudson County Park. That was one of the coldest nights I ever fucking encountered. I had to stop like every two blocks to duck in to get warm. People were throwing us out. I wasn't even giving a fuck. I was just going into business with my buddy Loops. We're like, fuck it. That's the night we went to to the Wing Fung on 78th and Bergen Line. That was one of the last times I ran out of that motherfucker because we would go in there and rob from them. Like, not rob physically, but we go in there and get, like, three entrees, soups and shit, and then we'd run the fuck out of there. We must have done that 20 times. I think by 80, 81, they got used to us, so now they would fucking lock the doors and shit, and, and it was just bored. I got bored with them chasing me. But one night... We were in there, and then there was another night. The night I went to see missing persons in Passaic. There's a fucking pretty good venue in Passaic. I only went to Passaic two times, just that theater. Early on, before I knew who the fuck they were, I went to see Rainbow and the fucking Scorpions, and I knew Michael Shankler was there. I went with this fucking dude that was a big, he was into that type of music and he had the ticket. But the night I went there with Fernie Basasudo and my man Veneri, 
we froze to death and we had a fucking car. He had a car and we were freezing with the heater on. That's how fucking cold Jersey was. That's what I fucking remember about Jersey. And on the corners, the puddle in the daytime, the sun would melt a little bit of the fucking snow. So the corners, the corners, excuse me, would just be draining uh, like little melted fucking things. But if it got like after about by lunchtime, the drain would start to fill in and you wouldn't know it. You'd be walking down the street concentrating on staying warm and shit, minding your own business. And you stepped off the fucking sidewalk and your whole foot went into that because you thought it looked like ice. It, was just, it would freeze every 30 seconds. The motherfucker would freeze. You could step on it. Keep going and go, fuck, I can't believe I went through the ice. Your foot would be, you would have to wear, even the galoshes, it went through. I remember I, had, I was a galosh man. I didn't like winter boots and shit. But yeah, I was a galosh man growing up. Those galoshes like 10 fucking bucks. You strap them on your shoes, over your boots, and they don't let you slip. For I was a galosh man. So I could tell you, those galoshes are good if you're not going to go deep sea fucking fish diving. If your foot goes to the ice, the galoshes do no good. Your whole fucking foot gets wet. And all of a sudden you're walking home and you hear like... And after about another mile, that fucking foot freezes the fuck up, dog. That's what I think... That's what inspired my fungi toenail that I got fucking frosted all the way to the end when I was a kid. I remember those fucking nights. It just... There was a, the prosaic theater... There was the night with Focaraccio. Then there was another night I can't remember. It doesn't fucking matter. Oh, it was the same night. The night I ate the Quaalude with Folk and those guys. I couldn't make it home. I had to sleep in a fucking alleyway. Until this day, <laughs> I got to ask myself how the fuck I stayed warm in that motherfucker all night. Because when I woke up, I couldn't move parts of my fucking body. I think it was the Quaalude that stopped my... What's that shit when your bones freeze? Outside, if you don't have fucking weather. If you don't have, like, gloves on and you keep throwing... What's it called? Yeah, frostbite. If you have frostbite for a few minutes, the fucking finger falls off or whatever the fuck happens. Dog, I slept out in this frigid motherfucker all night. I had igloos around me. <laughs> that was about the time. <laughs> Whenever I think about this, dog, listen, guys, I was a retarded young man. I, I, I have no regrets. I, I will always tell you this because I don't want you to think like I was a... Phi Beta Kappa. When you look at the pictures I posted a few weeks ago, my shoulders are big and, you know, I look good and stuff, but I was a fucking complete moron. And I'll never forget, like, 80, 81, I think I told this story on the Joe Rogan podcast, and people hated me for this. I had gotten some dough. That was when I fucking cashed the checks. I cashed these three checks, and I ended up making, like, 20 grand. I was in high school, and I put the 20 grand in my drawer under my socks and shit. Nobody ever knew that money was there. <laughs> my friends would come over. I was living with the benders. Nobody, and I would just take the 20 off the top every night. Like, fuck, it was like my own ATM machine. I don't know how long it lasted. It don't fucking matter, but I was a big shot the first week I got the money, right? And some guy came up to me and some girl had a crush on me. So I met her one night. We bought like an eight pack of beer each and we got some weed. <laughs> And we went behind this fucking fire department on Kennedy Boulevard, up the block from Rose's, the now defunct Rose's Deli. My heart goes out to Tony. I loved that fucking place. I went there like five times last year. You know, I couldn't go up there a lot to North Bergen, but he closed. And, uh, you know, first it was Hashways, and now it was Tony's, you know, uh, Rose's Deli on uh, RIP on Kennedy Boulevard. I don't know where my friends are going to go now. That was one of my hangs, too. I'd go in there and get a quick ham and cheese. They got a tremendous roast beef with mat, with uh, mat with wet moots and gravy that would make your fucking asshole hairs curl the fuck up. But I took it to that fire department up the block from Roses, and we just went behind there. And we were swapping spit. We were drinking our beers. It was cold. But when you got a heart on, it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? When you're, when you're 18, 17, and your dick is hard, I could be nude, and it could be, I could be one of those mokes at the Green Bay game out there yelling and shit, freezing their asses off. I don't know how those motherfuckers do it up in Green Bay. And then to drive home with that Green Bay shirt after they lost, ooh, that's a tough motherfucker. My heart goes out to Green Bay and its fans. I don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to end up. Who gives a fuck? We got football this weekend, cocksuckers. That's all that matters. Listen, you know me. I love my little DraftKings shit. 
I love doing my stuff on there. But I'm just sticking to football. You know what? For a couple weeks there, I was playing basketball during the week and stuff like that. 25 bucks, I would bet an over or something. You know what? It took away from me during the week. I didn't like it. I'd always be fucking uh, watching the computer or I'd have to stop to see what the score. I'm not one of those guys that'll watch the whole fucking game. But I would stop to, you know, like I'd be watching a wife and my wife would go, hold on, there's three minutes left. Let me watch the last. I don't need that. So I'm just football only, which means I got these this week and then the motherfucking Super Bowl. I ain't betting the Pro Bowl. That's for suckers. There's a lot of the shit you can bet on. Anyway, so we went there. We hit it off that night. We drank the eight pack. We swapped some spit. I think she gave me a little bit of titty. You know, I was impressed. Wow. So we're like, listen, I'm going to walk you home, but we're definitely going to meet tomorrow night. I was light that night. I only took like $40 out. I was bringing the whole roll out. We were going for broke. I even, we even did a couple bumps. She liked the bumps. So the guy she was dating, the reason why we sneaked that first date and we, were gonna, and we snuck after that for about, I don't know, we dated like maybe for four months. The reason why we did everything on the down low because she had broken up with her boyfriend in like five years. He started dating when she was like 10. You know, one of those relationships and they're fucking like 11 and a half and shit like that. And now she was like 17. I had to be like either 17 or 18. 81. Yeah, I was 18 fucking years old. And uh, I walked into a home. I was a complete gentleman. But, dog, I was a gentleman with fucking desires. Do you know what I'm saying? That's a different type of gentleman. You know, at least I'm honest enough to admit it. Ladies, if you're listening to this, when you bump into these guys that are gentlemen, yeah, they're gentlemen. They open up the door. You know, they they want your grandmother to come to the movie theater and all that bullshit. But guess what? They got desires. And if your grandmother does come to the movie theater, I want you to know, you're going to have to pay for that later. You have to lick a nut when you don't want it on a plane because we're going to use it against you. What about the time I took your grandmother to the fucking movies? Come on, sniff my nut right here on the plane. I'll put you under the blanket. Nobody knows nothing. You know what I'm saying? Just put your mask on. Make sure your mask is on so you don't get thrown off the plane. And uh, you got your little, that dog, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. I just know I'm happy and I'm having a good time with you motherfuckers on a beautiful Wednesday morning. The attitude is back. I'm feeling better. So the next night, I go home. I drop my girl Ann off. That was her name, Ann. I drop her off. She lived like on 80 fucking 3rd Street or something. I had to walk home in the cold. I don't know if I took a bus. I don't remember. Doesn't fucking matter, Joey. So the next morning I woke up, dog. You know when you wake up when you're 18, you got that dick of debt. You can jerk off twice and nothing happens. You don't even break a sweat. And you take a shower and all day long you're thinking about what you're going to do to some girl that night. It's, it's, Ladies, I need for you to understand this. This is us. We don't sit there going, oh, I wonder if I should give her a dozen flowers or 24 flowers. No, we're deciding whether we're going to suck your ass first, your pussy, tie you up. You know, we're trying to fucking look at our bedroom and remember. We also like to think about what we didn't do to you the first two dates. Because a lot of times you go on your first date with a chick, you start fucking dry humping. You get to eat some ass and fuck. And on the way home, you got, I forgot to tie her wrist up. I'll do it on the second date. You know what I'm saying? So you always go back to improve. But I had never been with her at the time. I could lie to you guys and tell you I was slinging dick like a man. I wasn't slinging no dick. So anytime pussy presented itself, I would go fucking bananas like any other young fucking guy does, right? So... The next day, dog, I kept thinking about this chick's skinny body and how I was going to suck her titties, and nothing was going to happen. She was a Catholic fucking girl. I was lucky I kissed her neck that night and kissed her titty. I think she fucking cried when I sucked her titty. I was, I was in no danger. Half of us weren't, and now you come to full realization how much of a fucking idiot we were at that age. So the next day, I wake up early in the morning, dick hard, ready to go. And I look out the fucking window, and there's got to be, you know, 8 to 12 inches of snow. You know, my fucking heart broke, but my dick stayed harder than fucking mathematics, Jack. <laughs> what did I do? I didn't give up. You think I was going to give up? Bah! Bah! If you think I'm going to give up. I took that shovel, and I walked all the way to 85th Street from the Bender's house. I don't know whose shovel I borrowed. I don't give a fuck. I think I even brought on the bus with me. I don't give a fuck, Jack. I brought that fucking thing up there, and I fucking dug it out. Guys, 
I still remember one of the firemen coming out and going, what are you doing, kid? And I'm like, no, no, I'm volunteering. I wasn't fucking volunteering. I was building. So when he caught me, I had to do like a pathway. So it was perfect. Like, nobody walked back there. There was nothing going on behind the firehouse. Nobody even knew it fucking existed. There was a little spot back there. I fucking shoveled it out. You know, it's freezing out. I'm shoveling out there. I don't know if it was January, February, December. I don't fucking know. I'm out there fucking doing my thing. And the next thing you know, I'm looking around like I'm, and I see like the, a little carpeting dog, like a rip carpeting. Remember when fucking uh, Paulie and Christopher was stuck in the Pine Barrens in the van and they found the carpet in the back and they ripped it in half and dust and fingernails and toe jam and pussy juice and crabs and anything else that could live in a carpet was in that carpet. I did not give a fuck. I took that carpet and I beat it against the wall a couple of times. I shook a bunch of stuff out of it. I'm like, maybe I'll put a little like a, a, an igloo together. Guys, I built like a fucking foot little thing to keep us warm. And I put the carpet on the bottom. And I think I, there was some kind of fencing. And I put like an old blanket back there to block the wind. I had in my mind, in your fucking perverted, disgusting, hard on when you're 18 year old mind, I thought I was doing the right thing. Now listen, if I was fucking any smart, I should have given one of my older friends some cash and just took it to a hotel. I had the fucking money. There was tons of hotels on fucking Tunley Avenue. Tons of them, those little dirty hotels where even if you don't have a date, you'll end up with a date. Those hotels on Tunley Avenue on Route 1 and 9 there from North Bergen all the way down to Jersey City, whatever's left, if you don't have a date, just check into there. Somebody will knock on your door. I don't know if it's going to be the woman of your dreams, but somebody will knock on your door. So instead of doing that, I was all excited, and I fucking built the fucking little love glue out there, and I went to the liquor store. I brought beers already to try to impress her. Like, ha, 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 I have beers. Because anytime you go on a date, your first joint before you get in, if you think getting the pants is going to be hard, that's one thing. But fucking going to get somebody to get liquor for you, that was another. So I had people that would always get you liquor, but when I was going to get liquor, people would tag on, and then it would go from one eight-pack or a bottle of fucking Boone's, Boone's Farm to eight cases of beer. So I didn't want that to happen. So I went there in the daytime, got my little fucking eight-pack, got her like a bottle. I don't even know. It wasn't beer that she was drinking. I do remember that. I don't know what I got, and I don't want to stick my foot in my mouth. I don't know if it was Boone's Farm or whatever. But I hit it all out there. I put some fucking snow on it, like Johnny Romantico. And I fucking went home. I took a shower. I cut my toenails. I put cologne on the whole fucking Uncle Joey package when he's 18. And I walked up there for her to tell me that she wasn't allowed out that night. And that was the adventures of Joey's love igloo. If I was smart, I would have gone to the igloo, done a grandma blow, and banged one out by myself, and came on the carpet or whatever the fuck young kids do. But I don't... I don't even know what I did, but those are my adventures in the cold motherfucking airs in New Jersey. So I know all about the weather here. I see all these people. I see the little fucking ugly girl with the red hair yelling about the climate. I don't know, Greta, whatever, Greta Van Stone. I don't fucking know what her name is. And I'm here to tell you that the weather has fucking changed a lot in New Jersey. It's not that fucking humid in the summer. Like I remember it. I remember it hating the fucking summer. This I, I did great. A little bit of humidity, you know. Like Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? Swipe your fucking bug off your chest there. But I don't remember like a bad summer. And this winter so far, guys, you know, people bust my balls all the time. You were in California, you fucking idiot. It's 75 degrees here. You know what? That's great. I lived in that weather for a long time. And I lived in the Colorado climate for a long time, which is 12 to 13 fucking years. I've lived in it. I've been there, done that. I was ready for this. And I got to be honest with you, it's not that bad. I tell you, fucking Monday night, it was cold as a motherfucker out. I remember, no, I think it was Monday night, Sunday night, the night of the games. My daughter and my wife were at a friend's house with a, like a, a fucking, when the kids get together on a play date. It had to be like six o'clock. There was dinner upstairs. But I was like, I already had fucking Salisbury steak. You know, it was really fucking good. She made it with some mushrooms and onions. My wife hit it out of the park. 
But I didn't I didn't think I wanted to eat Salisbury steak again. But I gotta fucking be honest with you. It wasn't bad. So I said, you know what? Maybe I will I was in the mood maybe like uh get like, I don't know, a pizza or something. I don't know, something completely different. Guys, I opened up my door and I felt that gust of wind. I said, you know what? I'm gonna eat that Salisbury steak. <laughs> Because this other shit, it's too fucking cold out. I had a sweatshirt on. I had my jacket. I just didn't feel like warming up the fucking car. That still sucks. When you get up in the morning, but I got it down to a science since I lived in Colorado. I didn't have it to a science here because, well, I didn't have a car. What was I going to warm up my bus? I didn't have a fucking nothing then. So here, you know, I just go out there, start the car, put the defrost on. The, 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 the Subaru has... Seats that warm up, tremendous. Your asshole's on fire. You keep your hemorrhoid nice and warm. But then I do something in 15 minutes. <clears throat> I go out there. That I haven't fucking taken the snow off my window. I don't know how long. It's not like Colorado snow. So I just sit in the car and go for a fucking ride. That's it. When the car gets nice and warm, I'm fucking gone. No drama done. The other thing I wanted to talk about today, I want to talk to you guys about something that I don't know if it's always been like this or if this just started during the pandemic. I know that there was a lot of change when COVID hit, you know, social, a lot of social consciousness and all this stuff, you know. Whether it was good or bad, that's got nothing to do with me. You know, everybody adjusted to whatever they could and they played the game to the best they can. You know, it's great to see two football players punching each other. And the one guy's helmet says inspire change on it. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it, it's fucking tough to, to digest things, guys. I'm an old school type guy, and I see things for what they are. And there's some things that could change. There's some things you can educate people on. But people are who the fuck they are, you know? So, but for some reason or another, the last, I've noticed this a lot, and a lot of people are not going to be happy with this conversation. And I really don't give a fuck because what do I got to lose at this point in the game? You know, I've always liked Neil Young. You know, I've always liked fucking Neil Young, okay? I went to see uh, a movie when I was a kid, you know, Neil Young, the other two fucking mooks. And I just really liked their harmonizing. You know, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Two or three mooks. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Three, I'm sorry. Four, whatever the fuck. So I've always dug his music and stuff. I watched that movie at the Fairview Cinema, you know, f close to 40 fucking years ago. And uh, I really enjoyed Neil Young. I don't know. And I, I had the album, you know, which I'm trying to get now because I really fucking like it a lot. Rush never sleeps. So uh, I liked that album. I liked it. That was a big summer for me. It was like summer of 74 or summer of 75 or 76. Who the fuck knows? Uh, I just like Neil Young. I like his music. I like, you know, I'm goofing on years now with Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. I like all that music. I like Ohio. I, you know, I like John Fogarty. I like that time period. I was really fucking impressed when I saw that Neil Young was friends with Rick James in Canada in the 60s, and they both had the same type of views and stuff about the war. You know, whatever. But... Fucking Neil Young always has to fucking raise his hand. You guys are too young to remember this shit. I think I mentioned that on the podcast. Sorry about my shoulders fucking killing me for some reason. Uh, I don't know, maybe 1987 before I got locked up. You know, I was a fan of everybody. I wasn't really involved in music like I was when I was younger. Before I got locked up, you know, I was buck wild. I think it was the year that... Def Leppard released Pour Some Sugar on Me, and U2 released uh, whatever that really good album about the orchid tree or whatever, Joshua. the Joshua tree, <laughs> the, the orchid tree, whatever the fuck it is. So, you know, I, I was into music, but I wasn't like I was when I was 82, 81, those years, 70, 79, 80. But I still remember, like, I liked MTV and shit. I was watching MTV News one time. And they were talking about Neil Young attacked the other crazy man, 
Eric Clapton. I don't know what the fuck that motherfucker's smoking. That guy got hit in the head with a fucking guitar. They, you know, it's time for somebody to go talk to fucking Eric Clapton. You know what I'm saying? You ever see the movie The Irishman? Like, they kept saying, somebody's got to go over and talk to the Hoffa. It's time to talk to fucking Eric Clapton. I mean, you know what? Anybody got Cheryl Crow's number? Because I guarantee she could get through to Eric Clapton. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody's got to get through to Eric Clapton. I appreciate that motherfucker. You guys know I'm a fan of his till the end. You know, the racist things. It was in 73. People feel differently now than they did then. He was on heroin. He made mistakes. I forgive them, you know. He said some fucking crude shit up on stage, you know. Doesn't really fucking matter. I respect his guitar playing, and I respect him. You know, he fucking built that place for junkies. He sold all his guitars to fund the place, to, to help recovering heroin addicts. He's done a lot of good things. So before you fucking, you know, a lot of times I got to say this because four weeks from now I'll talk to a friend of mine or I'll get an email from a friend, a different, somebody who listens to the show and goes, ah, I didn't like when you stuck up for that guy or put him down. I'll tell you the reasons why I don't like him, but i also tell you the reasons why I respect these guys. I respect the shit out of Eric Clapton. First time I saw fucking Eric Clapton was jumping up and down in Tommy with uh, The Who when they do Eyesight to the Blind, and I knew I loved that motherfucker. And I knew his music. I just didn't know him, you know. It's just a lot of motherfuckers that do no wrong around me, and I love them, and I'm a fan of them. But, and I've met Eric Clapton. I've met Eric Clapton. I saw him at a comedy show one time. I said hello to him, and then I saw him on La Brea Boulevard walking. He was parked in a car, and I waved, and he smiled at me. Dog, I love fucking Eric Clapton. But this shit the last three years, listen, whether he's right or wrong, it's just that he's too old to be arguing with these motherfuckers anymore. Like, he's just too old, Eric. You know, first you're not going to play. When he wrote the vaccine song, or whatever the fuck, the anti-vaccine song or the COVID song, I'm like, oh. Don't start with this shit. But then he started making fucking crazy statements yesterday. And you know what, guys? Sometimes for these older guys, I think that, do you know how it sucks when you haven't put on an album for 10 years? It must suck. I haven't put on a special since 2018, and it sucks, you know? An artist has to stay active and do the best he can, you know, every couple of years to put something out. When you don't put something out for 10 years, that, that's it. You know, you're, you're going into a different uh, realm of your life. But at the same time, things are changing around no more. But your phone ain't ringing like it used to. You lost a bunch of friends. Those people who thought you were fucking brilliant, you know, don't even talk to you anymore. You know, so what do you do? You fucking sit at home and now you look at, the success that influencers have and Joe Rogan has and all these people. And you go, well, maybe I'll open up my mouth. And they do, and they get fucking bashed over the head right away. I don't know what happened with Eric. He wasn't going to perform in COVID places. That he was going to perform in them. It's been a fucking meltdown over there. Eric, baby, <laughs> you're fucking killing me. I love you. I'm here. I got your back, cocksucker. And then you got Neil Young, you know, who owns Lionel, I think, doesn't he own a train company, a choo-choo company, and, you know, he's got so much going on, he's fucking Daryl Hannah and that old dry pussy, I think he's banging Daryl Hannah, I don't fucking know, doesn't really make a difference, I shouldn't be saying these things, but, you know, he comes out, you know, and you know why he's doing it, the article explained it to you that Spotify play, pays who gots, he has nothing to lose by doing that. By threatening them, I'm, I'm getting out of here unless Joe Rogan's thrown off the platform. You know, you know, people are just <laughs> people are just like you know, it's uncalled upon. You know, all this shit, <laughs> the way people are attacking Rogan and Doctor Malone. I mean, that dude, they're throwing eggs at his house and shit. <laughs> and you know what, man? At the end of the day. When you think about it, this shit is all misleading fucking information. It's all misleading information. You haven't gotten good information 
since day one about this fucking shit. At this point, just move on with your life. Do the best you fucking can. Take your vitamins, jump up and down, eat your wife's pussy, and do the best you fucking can. Move forward. You If they don't want you to go to work, you move forward. We work around this shit. But to sit there and every fucking day, they try to bombard you. That's why you, you got to get the fuck out. You got to live your life. I'm very happy I got it in December. It lifted a fucking tremendous weight off my fucking shoulders. It, you know, it didn't prove anything to me. It just proved to me that I could live and I feel happy about it. But at the same time, these fucking lunatics are like losing their fucking minds in an old age. Neil Young got more money than any of you motherfuckers know what to do with. We all say, if I haven't had Neil Young money, yeah, do it then. Neil Young, go listen to 10 people. Go to 10 of your fans and go, what would you do if you had $50 million? And you were, these guys are selling their fucking things now. Their whole fucking catalogs. I think Neil Young did it too. Neil Young, Dylan did it. I mean, they're all doing it. Uh, Motley Crue did it. Motley Crue's in Fleetwood Mac, got some loot. But Motley Crue got like a buck... A buck, uh, I don't even think Motley Crue got a lot of money. Motley Crue got a million, 125 million maybe, something like that. But you got to divide it by four fucking guys. So at the end of the week, you're like, what the fuck? What was it? But I guarantee they're all busy doing heroin or whatever. And not everybody wrote the same amount. So <laughs> it all works out in the fucking wash, Nikki Six. But I'm talking about this Neil Young guy. And this isn't where I'm going with this either. But... We joked around, we had a good time, you know, I'm trying to break it down for you guys, but think about it. For somebody to call up and go, unless you get rid of this guy, I'm taking my music. Now, let me tell you something. I know Neil's intelligent. I hope so. I hope that dementia and nobody hit him in the head with a guitar or, you know, Crosby and Stills aren't sending fucking hate mail to him. I don't know what's going on with Neil. So what if Spotify doesn't answer him and... They keep broken on. I mean, listen, 276, you know, everybody's trying to get this kid off the thing. You know, Rogan's trying his best. I like what he's doing. He makes me, he makes me laugh because of the reaction he's getting. People are like, I and mean, if you read the, re I love when white people are blasted. What's that word they say? I'm, I'm flabbergasted. You know, people are roaring in anger. You know, I see people all day long. <clears throat> Ain't nobody roaring with fucking anger around me. You know, like they, the statements he makes. Now, I don't listen to all of Joe's podcasts. I don't, you know, I'm busy. I, I'm doing shit. I get the realm. I talk to my friends who listen. I, I speak to Joe from time to time. He breaks it down for me. We giggle and we laugh because it's like at the end of the fucking week, it's comedians talking. Nobody has put that together yet. That if you really take seriously what a comedian says, you're out of your mind. But to better, to better phrase this, you know, man, when did we become bigger than what's going on? When did we become bigger than what's going on? And I'm just, listen, I love Neil and whatever, but he's out of his fucking mind. He already knows the answer that if it fits between him and Rogan, they're going to tell Neil to go fuck himself. And I know he's got a new album coming out. Woo! You know, ain't nobody waiting for that shit. So, not, no disrespect, Neil, but, you know, everybody wants to fucking listen to TikTok music and shit. You know, unless you're killing people at a concert, ain't nobody buying your music, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, but the thing that kills me the most about this is that all of a sudden, People could dominate a platform. People could, you know, it started a few years ago with Rogan, you know, maybe a year ago, I'm sorry, a year and a half ago, when the LGBTQ people that worked there were threatening to quit. Or friends and families of LGBTQ people were threatening to quit. Now, this is just logic. I'm not trying to be an asshole, but think about it. You got a company of 100 people and you've got, after all these years of busting your hump, you know, yeah, you got little fucking people on there. You got Joey Diaz and Ari doing podcasts. Nobody gives a fuck about them. The new white America, the new kid from 18 to 34, 
is getting groomed on fucking Rogan. And that's just the way it is. Accept it, you fucking maggots. It's just the way it is. It's what's happening. So for now, I, I, you know, I, I feel for these employees who are sitting in an office and the guy that this company they're working for is putting so much stock in this fucking, you know, gugutz, you know, and it's got to affect you. Like, it's got to go, well, we're giving money to a guy that's going off on people like me. I, I don't know. I don't know. And that's fine. Now, let me ask you a question. We've all had day jobs. We've all had jobs. We've all been putting on weird situations. If you're in a job, and I don't know what they're making for a living, but I do know that you were looking for a job when you found that one. I've been very unhappy in my life with jobs. You know my fucking career with jobs. But at the same time, how long do you want to stay there and take this? If it really bothers you, get your shit. Get the other three guys in the office, all the three ladies in the office, or the he, she's. I don't know. I'm not here to offend anybody. And let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get a job at a restaurant who appreciates us, who will... Put us in a safe haven. Are you guys with me here? In a little safe haven where nobody's going to offend you. That's what I would do. But if you think I'm going to take the three other employees or the seven, six other employees beside myself and march into the office of Mr. Netflix and say, you know, uh, Mr. Spotify and go, hey, Mr. Spotify, me and my six friends here are very angered by the comments Joe Rogan makes. And we're threatening to quit if you don't throw them off your platform. Well, I appreciate your fucking set of balls or whatever. But at the same time, are you fucking crazy? Are you fucking retarded? This guy may, generates millions of dollars. And this is what I would tell him as Mr. Spotify. Like, listen, I don't like Joey Diaz. I don't like Ari. I don't like Rogan either. But this Rogan guy is paying the bills. So if you want to walk, I understand you wanting to walk because you don't agree with his views. But think about it. I can't get rid of him over what seven people are feeling. The numbers are not correct. It's not fair that you put me in that fucking barrel. 11 million people listen to our little fucking friend in Texas. But because your feelings get hurt, we got to get rid of them. And I understand, but just I'm not putting anybody down here. I'm just saying... Just you thinking that way, that I'm going to march in there with my six friends, and I'll tell you what, I got news for you. Even if you march in with your 100 friends, they're not going to get rid of Joe Rogan. I'm sorry to hear that. You know, uh, I don't want to say this because I don't want to ruin. Mike's watching The Wire, and a lot of you motherfuckers are watching The Wire, so I can't even use this as a reference. But I use this as a reference for me. When... And here, this is different. So you've got seven employees that are not happy, correct? You've got seven employees that are not happy or 11 employees that are not happy. And you come to me and I'm, I have 100 employees, maybe 150 employees. Your percentage is, is fucking nothing. And again, no offense to nobody. I'm just talking to you from two perspectives here before you go out and fucking say, well, me and my three friends are leaving because Joe Diaz is fucked. Um, whatever. Well, let me tell you something. You know, in this case, this is the same thing. You're not bigger than what's going on. For you to come into my office, whether you're Neil Young, whether you're fucking the guys at Spotify or the hers at Spotify, and the guys at Netflix or the, or the hers at Netflix, and come into my office and threaten me with your job over Dave Chappelle or Joe Rogan or whoever the fuck, you're completely out of line. Like, if you really think about what's going on, you know, I love the gay community. I fucking love them. I had a great relationship with my friends in, in California. I spoke to them. I have no gay friends here. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with Jersey. But in California, I was there for 23 years. I had my neighbor. I had Eric, who I loved. I talked, spoke to him the other day. I would love to get him on the podcast again, but fuck, he's doing great things. He headlined the Madhouse. He's headlining. But, I, you know, we work different schedules. I got to have him on the daytime. So it's been kind of rough with that. But what you're trying to tell me is that you don't want to, you know, with the gay community that was 
I saw some problems every once in a while. I saw problems on sets, which I never really discussed because I kept them to the sets. But at times, they thought that them being gay was bigger than what's going on. You know, you guys know what movie I worked on that had tremendous masculinity. I don't have to utter the words. And when I worked on that set, there was a, a young gay dude that I fucking loved to death. He was one of the high ups there. You know, he was having a problem with this masculinity. He wasn't uh, a flamboyant gay guy. Like, I, I knew him for like maybe six weeks before he told me he was gay. And it was just him and I talking in the fucking, in my trailer about weed or whatever the fuck we're talking about. I think when we went back to California, he had to work closer with all of us. You know, at first he was kind of working with me and maybe Lobo and fucking Nick. And, you know, in fact, me and Nick still goof around about that guy. That guy used to wear pink. No. Oh, my God. So when it got out that he was gay, you know, again, nobody busted his balls or anything. We all dug him to death. He was upset about the cop talk, the fucking in the ass talk, even though that's the whole thing of being gay is jumping up and down and fucking people in the ass and going to parties. He had a problem with the talk, and I got it. He, he was outnumbered on the set. Do you know what this guy did? Like week 11, he found another job. We stayed in touch for maybe a year. He ended up going to the premiere. It was a bunch of love. Nobody really knew this. He came to me, and I think Nick was just talking. He goes, I just don't want to be around here no more. What are those shoes that people wear now with the holes in them, their rubber gaiters or whatever the fuck people wear? The Crocs. Crocs. <laughs> Dog, they gave him a pair of pink Crocs. Uh, one of the linebackers, the bad, the bad motherfucker from the Raiders at the time, I just his, his name slipped my mind, but they gave him pink Crocs, and he fucking wore them. And I loved the guy. And, I, and guess what? Everybody on the set loved him. It wasn't even, there was no gay hate, nothing like that. The extreme, you know, suck my cock and fuck you and, uh, and fucking hitting each other with eggs. He wasn't from that cut. And I, that dog, I'm not from a lot of cuts. So I understood he quit and I never had nothing against him. He quit on his own. He didn't complain to anybody. He didn't go to the producers and try to get anybody fired. He had a job to do. He knew he was outnumbered. He knew he was outnumbered. So... I don't understand how anybody right now, like in the trans community, again, my deepest apologies, but you can't go against what's bigger than you right now. And I get it. You're doing great things. You're very proud of what you're doing. And I'm proud of you. For, you listen, sometimes I sit there, I go, you know how proud I am of guys that come out of, like, you know, in California, how many guys I knew, dog, I could count on my hands that were fucking gay and living in a fucking secret. That's got to suck dick. I know it sucked dick when I was doing coke, and I didn't want nobody to know. Imagine taking it in the ass and going to parties and having come on your feet and shit. I was talking to a gay friend of mine from L.A., and he did tell me, I think I tell you this, that he has a guy that just comes over, rubs his feet, and when he finishes, he whacks off on him. That's hysterical. I would love to come on somebody's feet, not another man's nine-and-a-half size fucking disgusting foot with hair on the toes, you know what I'm saying? But I love to come on nice little your wife's feet or something, you know. Anyway, that's a long time ago. I don't want to come on nobody's feet no more. I don't even think cum comes out of my dick anymore. I think it's just like one little drop or whatever the fuck it is. I don't even know. I don't even I don't even check. What do I care? I'm on to bigger and better things. But the whole thing here just bothers me sometimes how you think that you're bigger than what's going on. Neil Young, I love you. It's not your fault, you know. We're just getting old. And fucking the people at Spotify, how bad do you feel if you stayed at Spotify and you're there now? You came to a reality that they don't really fucking care about you. Like, they don't care. They, you got to assume that they don't fucking care. Because when you think that they do care, that's when your feelings are going to get hurt. And that's when you're going to feel like the system's breaking down. But it's not. The system's not breaking down. There's nobody against you. The problem is that fucking you're not bigger than the fucking problem at hand. 
If you don't like what's going on around you, Neil Young, pull your fucking music off. I can live with that. If I, I, I put you on Facebook yesterday, Ohio. I love that fucking jam. And I did that for a reason. To prove to you I'm a big fan, but you're too old. Who gives a fuck where your music is? Just take it off Spotify. It's already on your website. Re-released, -re redone. What the fuck do you want? You know what I'm saying? Give me a breather. The guys at Spotify, look what happened. They had a parade for you, uh, for you guys, him and hers, you know, and not a parade. They had a press conference, and, you know, you had CNN there and the media, and it, it worked. It tried, but you know what? Again, my heart goes out to you, but you're not bigger than what's going on. Don't ever think that. Just be you. Be happy. Go trans. Go. Fucking do your thing. Don't worry about what people think about you. It's the same thing when I got into comedy. I was a felon. I would tell people I'm going to be a comedian. Uh, yeah, it hurt my feelings for a while until I fucking committed to it. And then, like, fuck you. You didn't have my back, so now I'm moving the fuck on. And for the employees at uh, Spotify now with Rogan or whatever, what, didn't you know? Money. Money beats everything. Money is the root of all fucking evil. And as much as it hurts, it hurts, you know. I know there's times when I was with an agent and I didn't like things that were going on with another client. Was it jealousy? No, I didn't like them, but guess what? It's got nothing to do with me. All I need to do is get up in the morning, take my vitamins, bang one out, do some push-ups, and go out there and be the best that I could fucking be. And that's it, and that's that. It's a beautiful motherfucking day to be alive this Wednesday, the 26th. I'm excited. The month is over next Monday. That'll be our last podcast for the month. I got some surprises for February. I'm having a birthday in February. I'm doing a couple things in February. Ari Shafia is doing a storytelling show at the Gramercy Theater February 8th. Get your tickets. It's all fucking... Uh, you know, no lineup. That's the way I like Ari does it. Uh, will I be there? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't have a story. The only way I'll know is if I get up that morning, that night at 6 o'clock, and I'm like, I feel like going to the Gramercy Theater. So I'm not making any promises. I'm just shedding some light on the show. I'm excited for Ari because he's going to start this over again under a new name. And that fucking, uh, that story show did more for me than my fucking Netflix special. It did more for me than the other special. Those things on Comedy Central fucking leveled me, man. So I'm forever grateful to Ari. If I do grace the stage again, it'll probably be at one of those storytelling things, but I'm not sure about the eighth. He's going to have it every fucking month. But uh, go to Gramercy park, whatever the theater is, infogramacy.com, whatever the fuck it is, Google it and uh, see what the rules are. I know you're going to need a fucking uh, vaccine card and a mask, so, you know, do what you need to do. I understand if you can't go, but hey, if you could support Ari Shafir, that would be fucking tremendissimo also. As you guys could tell, I found the winning combination. I had too much of a stick up my ass when I moved back here. You know, I was telling, I think, my wife when I was eating breakfast this morning, I go, you know, I was on the treadmill, and I was just, that's why I like about the treadmill. I'm back to walking, I'm back to thinking, you know. And I'm thinking about good things. It's not, you know, how do I get out of this gig in fucking Ohio? It's about all good things. I was thinking about where I really honestly was at this time last year, and I, and I wish I could take you guys there. It's It wasn't fucking pretty i found one of the old that's why i was looking at the youtube last week that's how i knew they were putting 18 and under on them because i was going back to last january to see my eyes and shit guys i was not in a good fucking place at all after that surgery between the fucking pain pills the fucking withdrawing from the xanax my anxiety i couldn't even fucking think i couldn't even uh you know focus on anything i couldn't even have lunch with friends or anything i couldn't wait for my friends to fucking leave when they were around but i'm happy i'm happy i identify what was going on with me and i'm happy uh that it all worked out and we're here a year later but i'm really happy 
that the people who stuck it out with me fucking stuck it out with me. My people on Patreon, I love you motherfuckers with all my heart. I think I'm doing Brenda's Zariga's podcast this week. And I think I'm doing another one with Sickler in the next couple of weeks. I got to give him a call back. And that's my itinerary, guys. I'm happy you guys checked in to the joint on uh, January 26, 2022. And uh, we'll see you motherfuckers Monday. Tip top, Magoo. Do not forget, this podcast was brought to you by Onnit. They produce all my motherfucking podcasts. I love Onnit. This week's special, all supplements, 20 fucking percent off. Use code Joey. I love you. Stay black. Have a great weekend. And I'll see you motherfuckers nice and early. Tip top, Magoo, Monday morning. Love you. All right, I want to thank you guys for listening to me fuck around about Neil Young today. I appreciate it. But the joint is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Like I said, it's going to be a big year for a lot of businesses 2022. And like the pet business is growing. There's a lot of businesses that are growing. And now somebody needs to train. Fido, if you own a business in one of these industries, you probably need to hire somebody ASAP. You all do. And there's only one place that got your answer. ZipRecruiter, baby. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. At ZipRecruiter.com slash Joey. Again, you can easily review candidates and invite them. Your top choices to apply for your job. It's that easy. ZipRecruiter's technology is so effective that four out of five employees who post on ZipRecruiter can a candidate within the first day. You can't beat that. Right now, time is money and money is time. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash Joey. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Joey. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. CBD Lion always coming through for you from the motherfucking uh, back balls, which I need to jump in one of those. My shoulder's killing me. The cream, I'll put some on after I get out of there. The capsules, you eat one and you sleep like a baby. Plus, you got the tincture that's tremendous. You got the gummies that are tremendous. You got the kinesiology tape. And, dra and uh, DraftKings and CBD Lion. Don't stop there. Go to CBD Lion. Read the third-party lab results. Leave a read about CBD, CBN, and CBY. And let's get this party started. Press in Joey, Joint, Church, and get 20% off delivered right to your motherfucking house. CBD Lion, the king. The joint is also brought to you by, listen, DraftKings. Let's make some money this weekend. Last week you fucked around with your friends and you ate onion dip and you jumped up and down. But did you make any money? All you did was wear your fucking hat and walk around all week. <laughs> Just watch the game. It's time to fucking get down. Netflix. Uh, DraftKings is giving you 56 to 1 odds on any of the four teams this weekend. Just bet $5 and get 280 if your team wins. It's that easy. You're not a new customer, I don't know what to tell you. DraftKings has your back. You can experience the same game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. Plus, they got some great little side bets. Who's going to score first? First field goal, blah, blah, blah. It all adds up to money and fun. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. The official. The official. Sports betting partner to the NFL. That's promo code Joey to get 56 to 1 odds. Now, you got to be 21 or older. New Jersey, New York, Indiana, PA, Colorado, West Virginia. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and a dollar wager required. Who's better than you? One per customer. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Now, if you got a gambling problem, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Take care of yourself. But if not, head over to DraftKings. Download the app and let's win some motherfucking money. I want to thank DraftKings, ZipRecruiter, Liquid IV, CBD Lion, and my people over there at BetterHelp helping people out. Check them out if you're hearing voices of Chinese people singing to you. It was a great week. I love you guys. Thank you for welcoming us back. And we'll be back next weekend. Ready to rock Monday. Tip top Magoo. I love you, cocksuckers. Stay black and healthy.